Hello and welcome to another episode of The Trainer's Tribe. I'm Kyle Wood and joining me is my co-host... Dale Sidebottom. Morning, Kyle. Good morning, Dale. Yes, it's bright and early here this morning. Uh, But yeah, let's jump in. Today, we're talking about clients. So, the different issues and struggles that you have with uh, your clients. We put this out to our community and listeners and said, hey, what, what are the issues that come up when you're dealing with clients? And the big thing that came back was lack of motivation and commitment. So Dale and I are like, great, we know a lot about this. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's dive in. Yeah, so I think some of them are like excuses, commitment, like obviously lack of it, cancellations, um, that's obviously a big one, injuries, how do we deal with it? Um, mm. So I don't know, where, where do you want to start? What I'm going to start, sorry, Kyle, I'm not going to throw it to you, cancellations. And I think from um, people I've heard to about, you know, you might have a client that's been contacting you for a couple of years and they're really flaky. So they might come here yeah, and now. Flaky, that's, they, the, that's the word that comes flaky. to mind. Flaky, yeah. And, and I yeah. agree. And the one thing that, and I've been the worst for this. I've had uh, one client who he would always pay, and I sort of justified this call that I would. It was okay because I was getting paid, but it, it. Then I'm like, I don't even. It's not the money. I actually want to help him. He wasn't getting results because he wouldn't turn up. He wouldn't let me know, and I'd just be sitting there waiting. And I'm like, I could be actually training somebody else. And what it comes down to, and if you've got a client, I suppose. I know you might get into the mental side of things and the um, the thinking behind this, but the one thing that I want to say is respect yourself. And I didn't do this for a couple of years and I've cut ties with this client now because I didn't respect my time, my credibility, anything I was doing because I would allow this to happen. So if you've got a client that keeps wasting your time or keeps emailing you and, and using excuses, then that's not the client's fault. That is your fault for allowing it to happen. Pass them on. Let get rid of them, all right? Don't continue this happening because all it does, it creates negative energy because every time you see this email, you see their excuses, you're like, oh, here we go again. So start respecting yourself, all right? Normally, I save my rants to the end, Cole, but that is the number one thing to do here. You are in control of your time. You are in control of who you train. Do not think you can change everybody. Some people just can't be changed. But the one thing you can do is respect yourself, your time, your quality, and everything you offer, all right? And focus on the good clients that love what you've created. So I don't know what you think about that, Cole. What is the thinking behind people that, you know, always have great intentions because talk's cheap, but then actually coming along and committing? What? How come, it, how come we get these people? Hmm. I think... That is a really good starting point that respecting yourself, the word that comes to mind is like, is dignity. So treating yourself with dignity and also treating clients and potential clients with dignity. Um, you know, it's sometimes it's, what's that motto? Like cruel to be kind, which isn't really cliche. Motto. It sounds really <laughs> harsh, but it is sometimes it, sometimes being honest with someone and saying, look, I think, my group fitness option may not be the best thing for you. Um, you know, especially they've been contacting you a lot. And I like to always end that with another suggestion. So rather than just saying, 
we're not for you. And then just like, you know, putting your hands up and uh, I'll be like, but here's, you know, another boot camp or here's uh, a personal trainer. I know cause maybe one-on-one is going to be better for you. Um, because, you know, if, if the issue is that they can't find the time, you know, or the timing doesn't match up with the classes or whatever. So, yeah, I know we're diving like straight into specifics here. Um, uh, and, and that's in response to one trainer who was saying that they've just got this, and which uh, we've all had it. We've all oh, had that we've all one had a mate. client yep. who's like messaging you, who turns up, like you said, you had that client who kept paying. I've had clients like that who keep paying and they don't actually come, um, but yeah, we're not a gym, are we? Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> you, know, and that's who, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be the yeah, gym that makes their yeah. money. Their business model is on people not turning up. And that is why mm-hmm. they are fading out and they don't work because there's no motivation. There's only a small minority of population who has, you know, that, that can motivate themselves to go. And, and that's why gyms will stay. But that's why, you know, group sessions are getting so much more popular because there's that accountability to it. So, um, mm. Yeah, sorry, mate, to cut you off, but don't become a gym. Don't just take money for somebody not coming, um, because yeah. they're going. Then, John, they'll do. They'll talk to their friends, and they'll badmouth you because they're not getting results. And at yeah, the end of the yeah. day, you don't want that. That's horrible. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry, mate. Go back to it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, today. don't take money. Yeah, same thing. Don't take money from clients who had a good fit for your business for the same reason, like like you just said, because. Um, you want people out there talking positively of your brand. And um, I think we'll dive into this. Ooh, we may as well dive into it now. Um, your business is not going to be for everyone. It's not going to be a good fit for everyone. And that's a good thing. Like that's a really, really good thing because something that's for everyone is it's really nothing. It doesn't exist. <laughs> and your boot camp becomes like that. It becomes watered down, becomes bland. Um, I have a small child likes to eat really bland, plain food. (laughs) (laughs) If I took her to, you know, a three Michelin star restaurant, she would not appreciate that at all. Okay. And that would be crazy for me to do that, right? To spend all that money going to a fancy restaurant for my little daughter, who's not even two yet, um, to eat the food. Like, you know, she's going to enjoy some plain pasta (laughs) so much more than that. So it's the same with your boot camp. Um, realizing that it's it's not for everyone. It's not not everyone who who comes or who approaches you is going to be a good fit. And that's where marketing is really important because what marketing does it doesn't just say, "Hey, come join my boot camp." It also says, "This is the type of person who joins our boot camp," and um, it'll turn away those people who who aren't a good fit just as well as it will attract the people who are a good fit. So that's why with your marketing, it's really important that you do have, um, you do have a voice that you do say, this is, you can even have like a section on your website that says, we're for you if dot, 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 have dot points. And then we're not for you if dot point, dot point, point. And you can put in there lack of commitment, you know, things like that. Um, and someone who's on the fence about joining, they might look at that and be like, oh, you know what? I'm not ready right now to commit to bootcamp. So yeah, I'm just going to leave it for now. And you might be like, Oh, I lost the client, but no, you didn't. You just saved yourself a massive headache of this person who's going to be messaging you for like, when did she say 2015? Yeah. Sorry. We're not, I... we're not picking us. We're not 
absolutely not picking up the strength. Like we never do been no. there. But yeah, so it's you know that's like five years that you've had someone contacting you or on and off. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I think why I brought that up at the start is because I, that comment hit a chord with me because it was exactly the same situation that I've been in, Kyle. You know, like, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that that is me to a ten. I'm like, oh, well, here I am telling people <laughs> what I should do, and I'm like, well, do you know, what? I've actually just done that myself. So. If it has been going on for a while, don't worry because we all want to help people. And I think that's the biggest issue here that deep down yeah. we're like, oh, I can turn that person. I, I yeah, can yeah. get them around, you know, like I'm good yep. at what I do. But deep down, it's nothing that it's got no reflection of you. It's not what you can offer. Yeah. It, yep. It's for some people, you're just never going to be able to change them. And that, yeah. I think that comes with experience. So Cole, that at the start, do you know what? You think everyone's the right fit. And you, you probably don't know who your ideal client is. So uh, I wish I had at the start had it figured out, like when you, if you ever did a business plan, I never did one of them either, but um, who your ideal client is. And maybe, you know, you try and market towards that instead of just being a generalist that does everything. Like you said, you want to attract your tribe and they are the ones that connect together because when you get like-minded individuals together, that's yeah. when they bring their friends. That's when word of mouth goes amazing. But when you've got a misfit of group and you don't actually know what you're doing, if you're Arthur or Martha or where you are, then <laughs> you do you know what I mean? You're going to have all different people and you're going to be trying to tailor to all their needs and it's not going to work. So um, I think that does come with experience. And if that sounds harsh to you about, you know, just cutting people or, or culling them and saying, look, maybe like you say, I like giving the option. I think that's a great idea. You know, the, look, there's a, another studio down the road. There's a personal trainer. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. Yep. I think that's really good because you're not just palming them off. You're putting the ball back in their court. Yeah. And then if they don't want to do anything with that, which they won't, because let's be honest, if they've been emailing you and they're, like I've said in so many episodes, Gunner, I'm going to do this, I'm going to train, I'm going to do this, and they're actually not going to do it. But at least you've given them options and you haven't just sent them packing with nothing. I completely yeah, agree. Uh, and so here's an exercise that I do in the, my 31 days to a better boot camp course. Uh, around ideal clients so if you which i really recommend everyone do so it's really simple write down your top five like your five favorite clients so who are the clients who do show up who pay on time who do all the things that you're looking for you know who who show up to the extra events that you run you know who um who encourage other people in your sessions like what are those qualities that they have that you really like about that five those five clients and that's who when you're out there marketing to people that's who you should be you know trying to trying to target um but then also understand which we were talking about before this call dale is that not everyone will be like that that will always be a percentage of your group you'll always have your diehards and you'll always have your your people who are sort of like still kicking the tire a bit to come along <laughs> Uh, i love that and it's just the nature of it like and people go through different phases as well like uh you might have someone who's really dedicated for six months and then something you know people the the only thing they do in their life isn't just coming to your boot camp they're they're a whole person so you know then (laughs) then work might be really hectic for them for six months and they do miss a bunch of sessions but if as long as you keep them coming and showing up at least somewhat um you know that'll usually come back around again so just understanding that too, that again, yeah, it's not you, not always you as the trainer who's who's at fault here. It's just people are, are people, they have lives 
And um, it's, yeah, you know, we don't move on a linear path upwards, you know, getting fitter and fitter, getting healthier. In fact, if anything, we go the other way as we get older, but we, you know, it's more like a roller coaster life. You have your highs and you have your lows and your clients are going to have that too. So just recognizing that um, and instead focusing on, you know, how can you support them through that rather than how can you change them back to how they were or how you think they should be. Because mm, you're not going to be, you're not going to change. Some people you have like, and, and like you said, those five people you've probably written down, I really like that activity, Kyle. That those five people, you probably have changed their life, and deep down, mm. you know that you have been like, and they will say it. You have literally saved me, or you have changed my life. Um, but that's not going to be everybody. Some people don't want to be saved. Uh, and mm. do you know what I mean? Like, it's like anything in life. If if you want to be better person or do things for yourself to improve your happiness, your health, then you will do that and you'll actively seek that out. Whereas if you're not in the right headspace or you're not in the right time in your life, then that's not going, you're not going to see these opportunities or you're not going to want to change because you don't think you've got a problem. So you're Mm -hmm. not going to be that to everybody. And that is, yeah, yeah, that's, that's okay. Do you know what? There's, there's nearly 8 billion people, 800 billion people, how many people in the world there's people out there for you. It's not everyone though. So um, I think that's the big thing is that people will make excuses. They will have commitment issues. They will cancel. They might have injuries. They've got other things in their life going on that we don't know about and go easy on them. But I think the biggest thing guys, go easy on yourself. Don't Mm -hmm. take it personally because it's not a reflection of you. Um, I think that's the big one to take. And another, so I suppose let's get into with that, ways that if you do have someone flaky uh how you can you know make them accountable and, and one of the best ways i found is bring your partner along all right so train with your partner train mm-hmm. with the brother train with a sister train with a friend because we all know when you've got somebody to be accountable to not even a group mm-hmm. because at the start if you've got flaky clients they don't know people in the groups haven't made the connections and they don't care if they don't turn up like we know that so that's where i'd be saying look if you pay for a month, bring your partner along for free, right? And do this together. Make it a positive experience. Or do you have a friend? Let's do it together and and just work out a deal and say, look, bring them along for a month for free. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You're doing something nice. And it was like a couple of episodes ago, to, uh, Kyle, we spoke about, um, you know, helping people that may have lost their job through COVID-19 and, and you know, doing paying it forward. And I think it's exactly the same here that, um, if you offer that to them as well, and then they still flake, well, then it is sayonara, catch you later, I, wash your hands and they're done. But I think if you try everything and make it just, I don't know, so super, so they're accountable. I, I don't know. You, you can't really do much more than that. The, uh, the bring a the bring a partner thing's good. The bring a friend thing is can be a bit of a double edged sword, can't it? Because if you've got one one person who's really committed and the other one's not, I saw these girls that came, <laughs> and then when one of them didn't come, the other one wouldn't come, and it's like yeah. you can still come by yourself. <laughs> but uh, but that is a good way. Um, you can yeah, you could run it as a bit of a formal challenge. Uh, I think some sort of. Yeah, I think we should talk about uh, empathy as well. Love empathy. Because, so we've talked about empathy before. I know um, it's really helpful here as well. And we talked about it in the marketing without marketing episode. So you can go back and watch that. It's a few episodes ago. Uh, But thinking about 
with your clients and with who you want to train. Uh, I wrote down some notes here. So empathy is like your ability to basically stand in someone else's shoes. Uh, and it's really important because we're such highly, especially with fitness as trainers, we are such highly committed people. You know, it's just become, we've been doing it so long, it's become part of our lives. Like I can't even imagine, you know, I don't work out for, I've been working out for so long that if I don't work out for a couple of weeks, I really feel how different I feel and that I don't feel as good and that, you know, I want to go back. So, uh, yeah. So, but not everyone's not everyone's like that, notes. Cole. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, yeah. People, people may not have ever felt how good it is. Like these people that are, are flaky may not have actually ever felt, you know, yeah. a, a solid month of exercising and yeah. how good and different their life is from that. And you've yeah. got to realize that too, I suppose. And that's again, that is empathy. Yeah. In fact, they might feel worse initially because maybe they're getting up earlier in the morning they're getting less sleep they haven't worked out they need to go to sleep earlier yeah they're sore because they're you know they're still not eating the right foods things like that so you know really stepping into their shoes and being like what's what is this experience for them you know i've talked before about like fear like it's scary it can be scary and intimidating coming to boot camp if there's something that you find scary and intimidating that's going to stop you from coming you might not even be aware you know people some people are so trapped still in like a sort of their same mind they had as a teenager that they don't, they're not even aware that the reason that they're not coming to boot camp, they're like, Oh, I'm just lazy, but they're not even aware that this is fear going on underneath. Uh, it might be fear of changing because you gotta remember like people attach themselves to a certain identity. If they're the kind of person <clears throat> who's always out on the weekend having drinks with their mates, that's going to, that's part of their identity. And when they maybe go down a path of trying to get healthier and they realize those two things are clashing, you know, like the late nights and the alcohol and they're like, oh, maybe I have to change that. They're going to stick with the thing they, they already identify with, which is being the person, you know, so they're not lazy. They're not uncommitted. You realize there's much deeper psychological stuff going on here. Um, and change is really hard. <laughs> We've all just experienced with COVID-19. <laughs> we had dog. change forced upon us. You felt how hard that was. Uh, but we didn't have a choice. So imagine someone who hasn't ever exercised regularly in their life, how big of a change that's going to be for them to start exercising regularly and how, like, if you don't have that change forced upon you, that's really hard mentally to keep going and to stick with the change and not just fall back into old habits. Um, yeah. Do you have any, I got some more stuff. Do you have anything to add? No, to that, no, keep, keep going. I'm, I'm enjoying that. I suppose the one thing to just come to my mind is that uh, like how scary it is for somebody coming to a group that, you know, there's a community already mm. there and people have been coming and um, I know myself and I am a really confident person. I still get really nervous when a new client turns up or when I've got a new yeah. client and I'm in my comfort zone. I know what I'm doing. They're the ones, you know, that may be coming by themselves or are really mm. scared. And I just think sometimes we forget that, you know, that because we train and we move our bodies for other people, that could be the, the biggest thing that they've ever committed to in their lives. And um, yeah. I think just remembering that every now and then that everybody's mm -hmm. different. 
that fitness doesn't come naturally or is not a passion to everyone. So for people to yeah. actively search it out, that is terrifying. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just remember, yeah, I had a new client start two weeks ago and I was really nervous again. And I'm like, Oh, if I'm nervous, imagine how they're feeling. So um, like that's, that's something that I think we all yeah. need to remember. Like, because yeah. yeah, deep down, like certain things for me scare me and other people they don't, but for fitness, it's a really intimidating thing because body image and, you know, particularly if you've got mm-hmm. a group that's settled and know each other, you're walking as an outsider. You don't know people. Yeah. You don't know how to do fitness. I've never done fitness yeah. before. I don't know how to do a squat. People are going to laugh uh, at me. Oh, what should I wear? Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't so do many... a push up. No. And they're I looking at this other person push-ups. who can do five push ups and they're like, fire out that person's so fit. And yes. that may be one of your less fit clients, but you didn't even realize because you just, we become, you know, it just becomes normal for us. Um, but yeah, certainly uh, if you've got a friend, maybe who's just gotten into fitness or exercise, that might be, you might want to quiz them and be like, so what was that like for you? And just quiz them about their experience, you know, starting up and getting ready. And um, one thing that really helped me to empathize with what they're going through is to not just look at the similarities of what I've gone through, but look at uh, empathy is really about understanding people who maybe have a differing point of view to you. So asking questions like what's important to them that's not important to me. So, you know, like I said before, socializing with their friends on the weekend might be like crazy important. You may not, may not bother you because maybe you socialize in another way or you get plenty of socializing during the week. Uh, or uh, another question is like, what do they struggle with that you do not struggle with? Um, I had a client who was fiendishly addicted to chocolate and worked for Cadbury's. <laughs> and she told me about her drawer. I thought this was a made up thing. Oh. Like I, it took me, like I couldn't wrap my head around it because it was so far from my experience of the world. But yeah, she had a drawer full of like, you know, the, the dud, chocolate bars um that they could just get for free or cheap and you know every day at three o'clock she would like have one or two of them and it was just like it was just like compulsion and at that time as a new trainer I didn't know how to help her with that because I because I couldn't empathize with that because I was just like just stop eating the chocolate right (laughs) (laughs) that's real empathetic mate that's your problem like (laughs) just stop you know, eat it or, you know, like throw some, you know, uh, sort of cliche thing. Or just have an apple instead or, you know, <laughs> oh, just no. have, have six almonds or, you know, <laughs> something like that. And it's like, that's not really helpful. It's like, why is she, you know, so reliant on that chocolate? I mean, there's all, all sorts of things. It's like uh, maybe she doesn't like her job. And, you know, she's like, that's her little reward at the end of the day for like o'clock. getting through another day at work. <laughs> um, you know, if you keep eating sugar you know if you eat sugar at regular times it works like coffee in that you your body becomes dependent at that time so you know that's another thing like her blood sugar levels probably like going to nothing and she needs she needs a quick pick-me-up to get her through the last few hours of the day um i know i fell into a really bad habit when i was working at home um a while ago where we get to like three in the afternoon i have a drink have a drink and knock out the last couple of hours of work. And it was like, that made the last couple of hours of work great. Uh, and then started getting all these health problems because I don't usually drink that much. And it was like, oh, okay, like maybe that's not, 
you know, all these gut things. And it's like, maybe that's, that's not such a good, a good choice, but yeah, it's, it's, so it's looking at what else is going on. Um, you know, what that, that is causing them to struggle with attending with commitment and can you maybe help move some of those roadblocks out of the way for them? Um, and then, yeah, like we said at the start, just accepting that maybe you can't. Can't fix it. You can't change yeah. everyone. Mm. Yeah. And I, I like that. First of all, if you, I, I could never work at Cabri Coal because I can't stop eating chocolate either. Like I am crazy. <laughs> like, I, like every time I, re- I reward myself, every time I fill my car up or go to the supermarket, I'm allowed to buy a chocolate bar and I'll eat that <laughs> in the car. Um, so the, these are things. So imagine. You would have been a perfect it, trainer for her. Oh, I'd have been horrific. <laughs> Good, I would have said, oh, yum. I would have said, can you bring me some? <laughs> but like everyone, like, do you know what I mean? Like that is, like, I know I've got a problem with that. And uh, so I suppose if you're not, training or moving your body a lot it's going to be an issue and and it probably it's probably not the best thing i do anyway but deep down we've all got things that you know we'd love to change and and, and you can but um yeah I, I don't know for someone like that then it might be that she needs to do other things or she might need to go and speak to somebody about it because mm. yeah I, I don't know it's you can't save everyone um and I, I suppose that's a really good point of that but um my thing that i want to say is and i've said this on nearly every episode make it magical in a special way for everyone. And again, mm-hmm. that is how, how do you stand out for the crowd? What do you offer people that they can't get anywhere else in their life? And mm. yes, that may be fitness and training for some people, but you need to make it more training needs to be more because look at, look online at the moment or wherever you go, anybody can run a circuit. Anybody can do a Tabata an EMOM. All right. Uh, whatever you want to call these workouts, anyone can do that. That is simple. But what value are you adding to their life that they may not have ever experienced before? And for a lot of them, that's been part of a community. And that is a community that you build through your beliefs and values. Um, But I I just think that the biggest thing that you can do is add some sort of belonging or fun into people's lives. Because at the moment, Kyle, the number one thing that people are saying is that they're lonely, that they don't feel part of anything. And obviously... COVID-19 is not being good for that at all. But people, we're so socially connected, but so socially disconnected. And and that's mm. the problem with social media, that we live in these crazy worlds and we compare ourselves to everybody's highlight reel because that's all Instagram is and Facebook. It's a highlight reel. Yeah. Of, it's a trailer of a movie. It's the best part to suck you in. It's, it's not the yeah. rest of the movie. Do you know what I mean? So um, you need to be able to think, all right, how can I add value to these people? What do they need? And so that they're not comparing themselves, that they do feel part of something and that they don't feel lonely and they feel that they are belonging to something. So that's, you've got to figure out your magical thing. What is, if you're a wizard, what's your wand? Do you know, like, how do you sort that out? Um, and, and I think that's the biggest thing you can do here with your clients is you're not going to appeal to every client, but I'll tell you what, the ones that you can make feel special, belong, bring the fun, add value and make that you just stand out a crowd that they can't get that hit of whatever you offer um, anywhere else. And that's going to be your number one thing and, and keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can you create a, th- a third place? That's something that I heard early on in, in my career, fitness career, and it stuck with me. No, yeah, we've talked about it before. So it's like, 
people have work, people have home, be the third place where they spend time. Um, be that third tribe, you know, they've got their family tribe, they've got their work tribe, be that third um, tribe so that you know, yeah, they, look, they look forward to coming to your sessions to get the outlet they need. Uh, <clears throat> and make sure, and you know, you can talk about this stuff during your sessions, like they're going through something really tough. So you can talk about that it's tough. Like, you know, say, you know, you know, two minutes left instead of just being like two minutes left, push yourself hard kind of thing. It's like <laughs> two minutes left. You might be feeling like stopping now, but you know, keep on going, keep on going. It's going to make the next time a bit easier. Um, you know, you talk about, talk about mental fortitude, talk about things like that. Uh, Cause it's just not really talked about. Um, resilience is something they keep talking about. They want to instill in, in our kids uh, that kids are not growing up with a sense of resilience. Well, guess, guess what? You're probably training the kids who grew up without a sense of resilience. So, you know, talk about that in your sessions. Don't be afraid of, um, of sharing that stuff because the mental side of things is so important. Uh, and yeah, help be that place where people know they can, they can strive to be, you know, a bit tougher and do it in a really supported environment. Mm, I like that. And have fun. Yeah, you got to have fun. Yeah. I think what you just said about, you know, like resilience, that um, I think you also, and, and I hear this all the time, oh, the, the young kids coming through, they, they they just don't have the motivation. They don't stick at things. Well, they've mm. grown up in a completely different world than we have. We never had yeah. social media. We never had phones. So their world's different to ours. So what we may think they're wasting time doing things, they may be, you know, building a business online. They may be selling things. They, do you know what I mean? Like I think, again, it comes back to being empathetic and, yeah, I just yeah. think there's too many, you, we're very quick to judge, very quick to blame or, oh, they're lazy, yeah. they're not committed. Well, actually, maybe they are, but they're not just the same yeah. way we were. So, yeah. and that's what I mean. Well, like, when has like the previous generation ever looked at the younger generation and be like, that's a good generation. They've always been yeah. like, they're lazy. <laughs> they listen to rock music. Oh, ah, yeah. they dance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so this is my thing, like, they, they may not be wasting their time on their phone. They may be actually yeah. learning skills that will help them get a career that's not mm -hmm. even created yet. They may create a career when they finish because it's not mm -hmm. just plain and cut that there's a job for everyone because there's not a job for everyone anymore. And there's jobs that are out there that haven't even been created. And I know we're going off to something different here, but <laughs> don't, don't categorize people or call them lazy or, um, mm. you don't know what they're going through. And again, I think what this episode comes back to is empathy. Like you said, yep. uh, everyone's got different resilient strategies and ways of dealing with things and something yeah. that you think you're resilient at, someone else won't be, but that doesn't mean they're not resilient. Um, yeah. So it really comes down to you not judging. And I know that is a really hard thing as human beings because the first thing we do is we'll judge someone, all right? And mm -hmm. um, as a trainer, I think more so than ever, you need to not judge anyone. You need to be empathetic and you need to realize that everyone's not you. They're not going to be your ideal client, but you can still find a way to connect with them and add fun, value, and quality to their life. Yep. Yeah, that's a really nice way to sort of finish that off. I don't know. Do you have anything else about that? I, I think we've uh, – That's. I'm very impressed with what we've been able to come out of. You know, just, <laughs> just talking about clients, and I think it is important yeah. that – but I. I, yeah, I, I love how we've wrapped that around. I'm going to give us a pat on the back there, mate. 
<laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, I'll recommend some reading. Uh, a Brene Brown book, Braving the Wilderness, if you want to understand a bit more about how to connect with your clients who have differing points of view and different struggles to you. That's a really good book for that. Uh, yes. Is it time for me to sing? Right. It is time to sing. Right here, right now. And I think it's your turn to kick off, Legend. All right. So I do have some things to share today. So the first thing is, I think when this comes out, the competition that I talked about last time, it will be in, in voting mode. So you'll be able to vote Ooh. for your workouts. So make sure you jump on to the Bootcamp Ideas website and check that out. Uh, I've also been, uh, I just signed up to a new website called, uh, it's a new old website. It used to be called Mobility Wad. It's now called The Ready State. And it's Kelly Starrett, who is also known for writing a book called The Supple Leopard. Uh, anyway, he's been doing great stuff with mobility and movement and uh just sitting you know i know you've got a standing desk there i've got a sitting desk at the moment and yeah just noticing working having a kid you know like you're holding them she's heavy we've got a big child (laughs) (laughs) and it's awesome i love that she's a buffer but uh but you know it it does take a toll on your body and, and then just training and stuff so uh, I just signed up to that, the ready state. And it's great. It's like, I did a couple of them yesterday. They're just little like 10 minute, uh, mobility things. And, uh, I did one on my neck and my wife came in afterwards and she's like, you look taller. So just like this little thing of 10 minutes on my neck. Uh, yeah. So that's been really cool. Uh, and the other thing, and I wasn't sure whether to mention this or not, because it's a bit more personal. Um, his, uh, about a month ago, so it'll be longer when this goes live. My nephew was diagnosed with a type of bone cancer, bone cancer. And, um, he's just gone through a couple of weeks ago, his, uh, first round of chemo and it's been, it's, it's been really rough. Um, and, uh, I'm glad Zoe's got such a big family, Zoe's side of the family. Um, because we've been able to share the load a bit, but it's, um, you know, he, yesterday his mom just sent us a photo of, you know, him getting his head shaved because his hair had started falling out and yeah. Um, so just for those of you listening, I know his mom really appreciates this at the moment and I do as well. Like if you, if you're the type of person who, who prays that, um, you keep, uh, him in your thoughts. Um, as he goes through this really rough time. Mm. I think it's, uh, I know we spoke about this the other week, Carl, because, um, you know, you had the, you had his like brother and, and cousin there and stuff like that. And yeah, it's important. Yeah. Life isn't fair sometimes. And I think it is important to, you know, hear exactly what you said. So thank you for sharing because I think sometimes people do take everything we've got for granted. And then it does take something hearing like that, that, that's a bitch. Like that is so unfair. Do you know, like it, mm. it shouldn't happen, but it does. So I don't know. I see people wasting their lives and 
and complaining and about the stupidest little things. And I think it is important that people do share that and, and, and do, you know, do ponder on that because we are lucky and um, yeah. So thank you for sharing that, mate. Thanks, mate. Thank uh, mine, mine's a you little go. bit different. Yes, yeah, so, sorry, mate. Oh, uh, I give you permission to share mundane yeah. things now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, so for me, um, I'm, I love Audible, and uh, I'm I'm really into obviously listening to books. And why I love Audible is because I can do it while I'm driving, and I can turn up the 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 speed of the reader. So I can. They've actually made it so. I was sort of in between 1.75 and times two. But when I said two, it's like speaking like this and I, and I can get it, but it's a little bit off. So very happy with Audible. They've gone to 1.8 and that is my sweet spot. So um, I'm listening to uh, the, the book about Alibaba creator, Jack Ma. I don't know if you know much about Alibaba, but the biggest e-commerce yeah, sort of, of platform yeah. in China now. He's the richest man in China. Um, I just love hearing these books about – uh, the struggles or how hard mm. they've just grinded and um, particularly in China, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm really enjoying that at the moment. I think that's a really good book. And if people do want other good book recommendations, there's so many good ones out there. If you haven't read one shoe dogs by Phil Knight, um, it's the creator of Nike. Um, absolutely love that. It's probably one of the best books I've ever read, but anyway, uh, that's what I'm reading at the moment. I'm really enjoying that Kyle. And, uh, for the fitness game zone, by the time this comes out, uh, we've been building a brand new site for the last six months. Um, because oh, when wow. I, yeah, when I launched fitness game zone, Kyle, I had 250 games. I think now we're up to 830. Um, so to wow. actually search a game, there wasn't any functions besides categories and people are like, what, uh, like where, where do we start? And so, yeah. uh, now we've made it so you can search all different taxonomies, ages. We've got education games on there, well-being, everything like that. But if you go on there, we've made it so we've got 50 are free. Um, and so those games have got PDFs. They've got instructional videos. Oh, wow. Uh, got everything you need. As well as that, there are six PD courses because now we've got, I think, 76 different hour-long professional development courses. So, uh, yeah, oh, wow. go on there and check that out. That's one thing as well that I wanted to make with these calls because – People go, oh, we want to test it out. I'm like, oh, you can't because if I let you test it out, you have access to everything. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been a really pleasing thing just to make the user experience more enjoyable yeah. because <laughs> when, you, when you design something and you never thought it would get so big. Um, yeah, so, again, I think that comes down to everybody out listening there. It's like with our, our training and everything we're doing that when you – you create these big catalogs or what you do when you really fine tune it and you can really embrace the quality that you've created. Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. that, that was one for me, mate. I've been really proud of that and you'll know more than anyone changing over sites or adding new features when you've got to do taxonomies and adding one from another site, Ugh, the amount of work on a back end um, to actually see that come through now is, yep. <laughs> I never That's thought it was good. going to happen when you start, you're like, Oh, and you'll know with oh um, Aussie Bootcraft when you like you're adding or you're changing things over the boring yeah. mundane tasks. And I've I've had people helping me do it, but at the end of the day, I'm the one that knows the games and I've got to categorize them. Yeah. And so, oh wow. Yeah. So I was I was very I'm very happy with how it's turned out, and <laughs> the user experience now is very very nice. So anyway, that's yeah, that's mine, mate. Awesome. 
Yeah, cool. Let's check it out. So, when what date will that go live? Are you playing? Uh, that that would have gone live last week. So, okay. Like when, when this goes, goes out. out. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so they can just um, go to fitnessgamezone.com yeah. yep. to so, find that. So if you just go to fitnessgamezone.com and uh, then there'll be a link. You can just sign up for a free account. And when you get that free yep. account, you'll log in and you'll get access to everything, but you won't be able to click on everything. And then just click on the free categories and you'll see all the games. And um, uh, yeah. Mm. That's a good idea. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. So anyway, it was something that, I haven't known how to do because obviously I'm nowhere near as tech savvy as you. So um, <laughs> I've yeah, I'm lucky to have a, a a very good company that's been helping me do that. And um, yeah, so again, that's probably a good lesson there is that if you want something to happen with your business but you don't know how to do it, then reach out and get somebody that does because I think for a long time that's been really slowing me down from promoting my site or talking about it because people go on there and the user experience is shocking and I don't like that. And it's probably the same as your boot camp. Like if there's things you can't do, yeah, find someone that can help you refine it or make it better. Um, and like yeah. we said, we've, uh, I know we go off a little bit now, Cole, and, but like we said last episode or two episodes ago, there's other people in your area that may not be training at the moment. They might be working at a gym or, do you know what I mean? People can add different values or qualities to what you already do. And I think that's important. Like we complement each other in so many different ways. Find somebody else that, you know, they may not have the skills you've got and you don't have the skills they've got and do something together. Um, yep. Yeah, I think that's a nice yep. way to finish. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. No worries, mate. Likewise. Farewell, dear listeners. And we'll uh, speak to you next time. If you want uh, to read show notes, uh, look up some of the things. We referred to a bunch of things towards the end of this episode. Just go to trainerstribe.com. And you'll get access uh, to everything there. Legend. Have a great week, everybody. You haven't done that before. I knew that would make you laugh. <laughs>